Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. Paul Heath in studio with you on SEN. I appreciate the company and also your input on the Overnight Crowd wherever you're joining us around Australia, around New Zealand or around the world on the SEN app. Why don't you let us know where you're joining us from on the text line in the Overnight Crowd studio, 0433 98 11 16. It'd be lovely to hear from you uh, on this evening's edition of the Overnight Crowd. Now, Coming up this weekend on Sunday, the Big Bash 11 series gets underway and uh, plenty of excitement around the action on field, but on the overnight crowd, we've been getting pretty excited about some of the action ready to come off field as well. By way of the Supercoach League, we've got set up for Big Bash 11, kindly set up by Ed from Perth as well. If you're still looking to get involved with our league as well, there's uh, still time and the league code is 376-438. So all the imports are in town, ready to go, so there's plenty to pick from. But just how do you get started? I've never done the uh, Big Bash League uh, Super Coach before. I've done a little bit of AFL fantasy over the time, but it's easy to get started and then burn off. So let's get some help uh, as we get started and get our start with uh, Big Bash League 11 Super Coach and uh, get on over to a very helpful gentleman by the name of Damo, a writer for Jock Reynolds and part of the KFC Super Coach BBL team this summer, joins us to help build a hopefully title-winning team. G'day, Damo. G'day, how are you going, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks so much for the time, mate. Uh, before we dive in, as it is uh, some of our first times getting involved in Supercoach, is there anything we should be wary of? Like, is this going to take over our lives or anything like that? You're going to think about it every minute of every single day. <laughs> Great, That's uh, that was the main concern. <laughs> All right, so uh, getting started, uh, there's a lot to cover, but we'll start at the top. So how much do we have to spend and how many players do we need to pick on our roster? You've got $2 million to spend and you have to select 16, uh, yeah, 16 players altogether. All righty, so in, within that, um, do we have you know like a rookie element or are we just picking players that we think are only going to get picked um, in an 11? You need to pick players that are going to play, obviously, because um, if, if they don't play, they don't score points and there's no point having players that aren't scoring, of course. Um, but you do have to jump on the cheapies as, as they come through. So, you know, the likes of your Harry Nielsens, your Aaron Finches, your Gerald Parrises as they... Uh, the bottom dollar sort of players, they they will always help you set set your team up well. But then you've also got the more expensive guys and the and the rolled gold in Glenn Maxwell's and your Chris Lins and your Josh Philippe's. So how does the scoring work? Um, we'll start with the batters. Uh, what's on offer for yep. them to uh, add to our totals? So the batters um, they will score based on their the amount of points, the amount of runs that they score as well as their strike rate. Once they have 
scored 20 runs and have a positive or a, a strike rate above 100, they're eligible for a strike rate bonus. And the strike rate bonus is dependent on how good their strike rate is. Right. So does that go up um, in increments as well, or is that just sort of yeah, like a it, flat figure? It goes up incrementally from a strike rate of 120. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, for the bowlers? Uh, they will only so they will score based on dot ball. So they'll get a point for every dot ball. They'll get a, they'll get points if they bowl a maiden, and they will get points uh, for their economy rate. But their economy rate bonus will only come in after their third over. Okay, and how do they get to that economy rate bonus in the third over? Uh, in the, so they'll need an economy rate better than ten, and then from there it's incrementally again. So I think ten you get from nine. To ten, you get an extra five points, and then it goes incrementally in fives down to about to about uh, twenty points for a strike rate of uh, uh, sorry, an economy rate bonus better than uh, twenty. Uh, no, sorry, five. Five. Okay. Yep, makes sense. Uh, and as far as uh, fielding and also wicket keeping going, uh, are there uh, points for catches uh, runouts? Uh, there are points for catches. There are points for wicket keeping. Yep, uh, you get ten points for a catch and fifteen points for a wicket. And there's also um, a couple of like I guess of hybrid or you know double uh, sort of job players. So we've got bat bowl and also you know wicket keeper bat. Um, so what, who are some of those players or examples of those players and the sort of points that they are uh, able to score? Yeah, so we'll start with um, Tom Curran, who's playing for the Sixers this season. He's come from England. He will probably bowl at bowl four overs for the Sixers, but then bat for them as well. So he can score your points in two ways. He can bat and score your points using his runs or bowl and score your points using his wickets and economy rate. And any uh, wicketkeeper bat type examples? I think it's probably going to be from the Sixers again, like a Josh Philippi or someone like that. Yeah. So Josh Philippi, he bats at the top of the order, but then he'll also wicketkeep for them while they bowl. So he's got the opportunity to score at the top of the order and get and face the most balls. But then he's also behind the wicket there to do any stumpings if needed. So when we do start to pick players, um, it is helpful if we, you know, sort of load up on players that might be playing twice within a round, isn't it? Because then they score twice for the one round. Yeah, correct. But you also have to look at the fixture ahead because the um, perfect example is Brisbane Heat have the double game week in round one, but then they've got the buy in round two and you've only got three trades each week to prepare your team for the following uh, round. So we would say we're skipping Brisbane Heat players at the start. No, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Because you'll need to pick, you'll need to pick players like Chris Lynn who can yep. score about ninety runs off thirty balls. But he's someone that you could probably quite easily part move on it after right. you used him in round one. So he's up for a trade within that uh, second round there as well. So um, what about yeah, building a team? Where do we start? Do we start with some of the more expensive players or do we you know, start from the top with our, our openers and then work through the middle order? Where, where do we start? You want to pick batters who are probably top order because if a game is uh, has weather concerns or if a, or you, then you're only going to get top order batters and maybe you might not even get that many batters batting at, at all. So you really want to look at your openers and your, your top four batters 
And when it comes to the bowlers, you want the bowlers that are going to definitely bowl at least three or four overs a game. So it becomes you need to pick the best. So it's less about, you know, picking an 11 in your mind, but also just the the players that are going to be able to score the highest because they will be, you know, either first opening the batting or opening the bowling, get their overs and also get their deliveries in. Correct, yeah. Right, okay. All right. I think I'm starting to pick it up here. Uh, Aaron Finch would have been a popular selection, but he's going to miss a chunk of the BBL 11. Uh, Would you revisit him later to pick him up? Um. It depends. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's going to be out for long, so you could probably stash him on your bench if you need to. But uh, yeah, he's definitely someone you would need to pick up at some point, and because he's, 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 he's you know he's good at what he does. He just had a down year last season. Mm. And um, just on it, because I haven't really looked at a lot of the players' prices. Uh, what is the definition of an expensive player? What's the definition of a cheap player? Cheap player is anyone below a hundred thousand um, dollars. An expensive player is probably anyone above a hundred and forty, hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, all right. So yeah, decent gap there between the one hundred and the uh, one forty to one fifty. So as far as picking a captain, uh, what plays into it? And uh, do you pick and stick, or do you sort of change it week to week? There are some set and forget captains. That, that will score well for you every single week. Mm-hmm. But being a double game round, you probably should pick someone who has the double game for, for you. So um, I think I'm going with Majib Yaraman for my captain in round one. Um, he's a bowler for the Brisbane Heat, but then you've got the likes of your Chris Lins and your Tom Currens as, as, as well that can take the captaincy hat as well. And then we haven't even mentioned Dan Christian yet who can do pretty much everything you need him to. Uh, what about emergencies as well? Uh, how does that play into it? And uh, what sort of player do you choose uh, if there is a contingency for an emergency? So emergency players will come, will count to your towards your score. If someone on your field is out injured, a late scratching, something like that, um, or you can use them to loop to get a better score, um, which, to be honest, it's, it's probably going to be too hard to explain right now. Okay, yeah. But, um, so, for example, and you want to pick someone who's ideally playing, but uh, they don't need to score a hell of a lot, but you don't want to stash someone on your bench that is $160,000. You generally want to keep this player as cheap as you possibly can, but you also want them to, to be playing. And uh, just one last one as well. Uh, I was just you know, looking at a list of the imports, and uh, is it easy to be sucked into just buying imports because of the hype around their arrival into the competition? Absolutely. Last last season, we were sucked into the likes of your Will Jacks and your uh, Jake Balls. Uh, Jake Ball came in after Tom Curran decided that he didn't want to, uh, that, that he wanted to get out of the bubble of cricket, and um, Jake Ball was touted as, the best Tom Curran replacement, and that's why the Sixers signed him. He didn't do a lot. I don't think he even played that many games in the end. And Will Jacks had one of the best strike rate bonuses, one of the best strike rates, sorry, from in the, for the Vitality Blast in the UK and then came over and didn't really do much in that respect either. So, uh, so, so internationals, they aren't really... they While they can ha- have great roles, like your Rashid Khans, um, who was been great for the Adelaide Strikers. They can also be complete flops. So it's best to pick players based on your based on good research and 
the hype can sort of draw you into the wrong sort of picks at some uh, sometimes. All right, Damo, before we let you go, any other little tips and tricks uh, to help us out and to get us on our way in uh, Supercoach Big Bash League 11? Uh, the best thing that I can say is watch the weather because if a game gets rained out, you need to be somewhere near a phone or a computer to quickly juggle your side around, especially leading up to round one. All right, perfect, mate. Uh, thank you so much for the help, and uh, this is a great first chat. Uh, it was lovely to have you on the overnight crowd. I think uh, we'll tap in again when uh, we need a little bit more help uh, setting our lineups, mate. But uh, thank you for jumping on the overnight crowd for this evening, Damo. No worries, Peter. Thanks for having me on. That was Damo, writer for Jock Reynolds and part of the KFC Supercoach Big Bash League team this summer, helping us to uh, try and build our championship sides within the Big Bash League Supercoach uh, League that we've got set up for the overnight crowd. If you'd like to jump on and get involved in our league as well, the uh, number and code that you can do that with is 376438. That is 376438. We're up to 21 players in the uh, tournament so far, so uh, get them in before the... uh, Big Bash League 11 does get underway this upcoming weekend and uh, we've had some pretty decent advice there from Damo. I've uh, got plenty of notes here. I'm going to start picking my side now. So let us know how your side's going on the uh, text line for the overnight crowd, 0433-981116. And uh, you could probably... Yeah, feel free to pass on a couple of tips if you want, but you can hold them to yourself as well. You can just boast, hey, Peter, I've got the best side of the uh, overnight crowd Big Bash League Super Coach League, so don't even worry about picking your players, mate. You can try and get in my head if you want. It's all up for grabs on the overnight crowd, and it's great to have you with us here on SEN, and we'll be right back on the overnight crowd just after this. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.